0: Thanks for tuning in again, everybody. We're back with your favorite podcast, Luca's Tigers and Bronze. Oh, my. How much am I mid-vials now? Twelve? What happened? He starts me up now. The episode starts. And then he disappears. He leaves me here to do the intro myself. So Luca Nation... He hits live. He says, "We're gonna start now," and you know, doesn't give me any real notice. And uh, he must be somewhere in the back, you know, with his bong or something, you know, something fun. Um, so, guys, it is Friday. It is a Friday Lucas Tigers and Bronze episode, and um, you know, we we had a little bit of fun yesterday, right? We uh, we we talked about positivity in the hobby, and we talked about um, you know, folks. Um, you know, with all the negativity and all the stuff that was going on, whether or not there's anybody out there who wants to, you know, give their message to, um, you know, to the listeners, to to the hobby participants. And, um, you know, I haven't checked in with Andrew in a couple of hours, so he may even be able to update the list when he comes back on, but I know that at the very least, next week we are going to have Loop and whatnot on to talk about their businesses and to talk about, you know, breaking and talk about people who sell on their platform and talk about what they go through as far as, you know, background checks and the like, um, you know, to allow people on their platform. Um, so already in, you know, the first 24 hours, you know, we do have at least that too. Andrew's back. He can tell me whether or not we've got any other people who responded to that in the first 24 hours. But, you know, it's it, I love that, man. I love we can put a call out there and say, you know, the hobby wants to hear from you companies. The hobby wants to know what it is you're doing to protect them uh, when people are out there taking shortcuts um and the fact that people will respond to us and say you know we'll come on we'll talk that's awesome um i think it's great for those companies i think it's great for you know and nation to hear that stuff um so andrew i just let them know obviously you know we heard back from whatnot and from loop and we're scheduling them to come on next week and just chat about their operations and what they do you know as far as safeguarding the end consumer um i don't know if anybody besides them were you know had sent messages but obviously you know if you're listening to this um and you know you want to come on, let us know. Or if you're listening to this and you are someone who uses a specific company, and you're like, hey, I'd love for them to go on and, and reach out to them. If you're somebody who breaks a lot with a breaking company, whatever it is, and tell them, hey, why don't you guys reach out to Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze? And and uh, that way, you know, everybody can hear what are all these great steps you take to safeguard my business and my money. There you are. You okay, man? Did the, the internet die on? I
1: I was literally talking to myself. I don't know what happened. Uh, this, where do you want to go? So do you want to talk about the whole situation with PSA marks cards and all that, or do you, I have five topics that have nothing to
0: do with it. Dude, that. I will let you run. I thought you were just going to let me go ahead and chat today. I was talking to myself. You know, I don't like that. I, I mean, I, hit I, record and I, I never, I never feel lonelier than when you're there and then you're not. It's, I mean, I feel like I got go to go running. I got to get like a hallmark card now. No, I love talking to myself because I love dealing with the better class of people, but not that's not the point. It's the point variable. is <laughs> what happened. Look, now you're leaving. Now you're upset. You're, I mean, Nobody. What happened?
1: Your headphones are not changed. charged. All right. So dude, let's get into the show. I have five topics. Yeah. Okay. Shoot, let's hear them. Pick one that you like. Uh, first no. one, Doc Ellis, no hitter on LSD. If anything comes to mind, if you have anything on that, that's a fascinating, fascinating story. So, and I know you're a baseball historian. One. Number two, Roger Clemens Top Tiffany card. Have you seen that rookie card and the price? It's like the price trajectory makes no, no sense to me. What well, we could talk about that. No sense in a bad way or a good way it was like a thousand bucks two years ago now it's yep. fifteen thousand, ten thousand. i saw well, the top
0: tiffany's i love those ones those are when i started talking about like putting a list together of like the store of value type cards those are those are on it, it you but know
1: lemons isn't even a hall of famer I and mean, i think yeah Starbucks, but he's not a whole
0: he's not a hall of Famer because of you know stupid reasons but he was one of the best pitchers of all time he's a name um, but it's, it's actually a, I mean, it's a great topic. Let's start with it. There are other Tiffany cards of greats who do not have the same type of stuff out there. I, I mean, you look that up. What about the 85 tops Kirby Puckett Tiffany? What's that go for? Because I know I bought one from PWCC, one of their eye appeals, like 15%. It was PWCC E, I think I bought one of their eye appeal ones and it was, uh, it was a thousand bucks, but we're talking about like buying this back in like 2018, Kirby. I can go get it. it. It's on my Christmas tree that Andrew thought was stupid looking. Sorry. You own one of these? I don't even know Kirby yeah. Puckett is. You don't know? You've never heard of Kirby Puckett? For real? I've heard that name, but I don't know, like, anything about him. But your guidance was Clemens isn't even the Hall of Famer. I mean, Puckett is. You've heard of Clemens, and you haven't heard of Kirby Puckett. So the Hall of Fame is not – not, it doesn't mean everything. I guess. Hmm.
1: Card Ladder doesn't have the Top Tiffany card. Oh, Card Ladder, what a fail they have a select amount of cards but the cards they have they they know them very well and and they could track you know recent comps and all that stuff. okay, so you want to go with that let me finish my my five so just to stay on it yep yep sure. uh, Anthony Edwards his silver prism PSA 10 is a third of the price of lamello similar pop uh, Chris Paul for MVP question mark? And then in baseball, how come Bowman prospect cards are so much more revered than like rookie patch autos of similar players? The one that came to mind is like a Bryce Harper. There's a beautiful patch auto of his for. But what patch auto?
0: I'll I'll pull it up. So, okay.
1: Anything stick stick
0: out there? Also, yeah, man, I like the the Clemens one. I like the RPAs versus uh, Bowman. You know, prospects. I'd, I like that one definitely. We can talk about, it. you know, let's 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 see how many we can get to. Okay. You got it, brother. I'd be curious about, you know, your your harper. I'll tell you what my thought is on um on that. I mean, are you eating dog for dinner? Like what's going on over there? Is it like is his bro from the kitchen cooking dog? Is, is that one of his ladies? What's going on over there? It's, you know, it's like normally it's me with the background noise. You got like a little yappy yappy puppy over there. Oh, now he left again. This is the episode of Andrew leaving.
1: Relax, Cage. It's
0: okay. He's he just he likes to leave. He likes to leave guys, and you know what it happens. It's okay. He just he just disappears. You know, it's okay.
1: Um,
0: but at least you killed the dog, so it doesn't make any more noise. Wonderfully done. I love it. Good, the, nice the timing job. of all that was um, a little bit crazy. You made the sacrifice, and I, and I love it. I absolutely well, love it.
1: Well, we only so, have, like, motorcycles here at Vespa's, so we can't right. go, we'll go grocery shopping. It's a pain in the ass, so sometimes we order grocery delivery. Today, so you got a dog delivery.
0: delivered? They delivered so you a dog? you a dog
1: delivered for dinner.
0: Nice. <laughs> you started barking. You're trying
1: to get, get out. And uh, I closed the door, but here's Brof carrying the dog, and oh he's God, pissed man. because he's like, both my hands
0: are around this dog's neck. Huh, he's got a dog.
1: And this how just
0: opened the door? Meanwhile, I asked you if they had Chinese food down in Mexico. You told me no. Clearly, you lied. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Bats? You eat bats? Guano? I hear, it's, uh, I
1: hear it's fashionable. 2019-ish, everyone was doing it. Eating bats? All right, just don't eat a pangolin. You see what I'm working with? <laughs> I joke always one. KG jokes with one liners for movies. Everyone, right. I, yes. when I go, you know, a little like a little chess, like two steps ahead, you can't follow. You're still half asleep.
0: Yeah. You probably- I, well, I never ate a bat. You, when did you eat a bat? I honestly never ate a bat. Oh, this is a chess joke. I'll
1: get it's it's a, it eventually. It's a
0: Wuhan lab joke. I, I, that's what. But that's why that's I said pan, that's why I said pangolin. So your joke was chess, but mine was checkmate. good stuff though okay so let's talk about we can't do we can't do the whole deal right we can't we can't talk about about what kirby puckett's tops tiffany 1985 is worth because card letter doesn't have it if card letter doesn't have it the card never was made so let's talk about the rpas (laughs) about bryce harper so the bowman one right so bowman bowman has if you know what's funny right we had a bunch of people on commenting about fanatics Half of them have nothing to do with fanatics, and the other half have no business commenting on fanatics. But you know what? We're a fun little show, so we let everybody have their piece. People can just talk, right? Hey, what do you think about fanatics? I know you run a hot dog stand down the block from me, but what do you think about the fanatics deal, right? So anyway, but what what these people said, even the dude with the hot dog stand was, forget about Tops. What about Bowman? Like, I want Bowman rookies. Like, we need – Tops needs to come in there this way we have a Bowman rookie. So what are we looking at here? We're looking at a Bowman platinum. So this is an offshoot set. It's sort of like asking me, how come the Prism Silver Edwards or Lamello sell for so much when the um, the Optic or the Select or the you know the the Spectra. Mosaic Spectra? Yeah, I mean, someone pulled the Spectra. Oh wow, look at this Spectra card; it's amazing. I'm like, who the hell wants that Spectra? It's the same thing. Bowman. This is just another one of these weird tops, you know, offshoots. It's a great card. It's lovely, um, you know. Uh, but nobody wants it. Everybody wants the Bowman, the first Bowman, you know, prospect, first Bowman auto. Um, and I got to tell you, RPA's. I mean, maybe this is an avenue to to look at in baseball. They were never a big deal in baseball, like they are in other sports. They're just not. There's no, and maybe it's because it was Panini that took over with the National Treasures, and you name it. Topps has Topps dynasty and that kind of stuff, but they don't have what you'd call like a flagship RPA. For their stuff, there there really isn't, you know, um, you know when Roman you look Prospects at go for big numbers like the, the trout, huge, is like a million dollar card, huge the trout, yeah, Bowman Prospect Auto, yeah, that you know his his first auto, um, gold, orange, red, the Super Fractor. I mean, they have sold for seven figures, millions of and
1: dollars. In, and in basketball, so you think okay, like that's the Prism Gold goes for huge numbers of trout. You would think that an RPA of his would be
0: like a National Treasures would also be a hundred thousand dollar card, like. You know what I think it is, man. It's just that in basketball, there is not there isn't that whole like, you know, four years before, like baseball. Think about the draft, right? People draft these guys. Sometimes they sign. I think Juan Soto's like you know six year old cousin just got signed, right? So so they, they they sign these guys from like the Dominican Republic. They sign him in international pools. They're sixteen years old when they sign him. I mean, look at what Mariano Rivera's card looks like in nineteen ninety two with the stupid Panama thing on. He can't even fit in his clothes, right? Um, you got Jason Dominguez he's going to have cards for five years before he gets in the league. You know, um, 2017 comes and – When did that start? Mantle didn't have that. No, because the league wasn't like that. and You know, it became much more international, right? So probably probably 20, 20 years or so. But even somebody like Mike Trout, like you forget about the international stuff. Somebody like, like that, they get drafted. In baseball, they draft guys and they'll wait on them. People get drafted and they don't even play. People get drafted and they go to college, right? And then they can get redrafted again. Right, think, think of think. Russell Wilson has a Bowman first card. You gave that as a play, cool. right? I mean, and he clearly was not playing baseball. You know what I mean? So, so, so think about that. They make these cards for these prospects so deep. So many people in the league. So many people playing. The other leagues don't have that. NBA, right? There's only thir- five players who start on a team. Thirty something teams. Only 150 players. You know, the Yankees may have 150 players in their in their system. You know, and more players come up every year. I'm talking about the minor leagues, right? So, triple A, double A, you name it. It's a fascinating, it's a completely different. It's kind of closer to soccer, actually. Yeah. You have to rise through the ranks. And soccer Uh, collectors would tell you that, yes, that they, and we've had LAFC Gunner on here telling you that it's like prospecting and that you watch the guys who move up the ranks. You can Hmm. find that next player. You can find that next person the same way Bowman prospecting is. So, yeah, I mean, it's funny. I would tell you? you that the Bowman first card. It's almost like the card that you want to be in when you, you want that ho- Remember we talk about not just knowing the guy, like being right about the guy, right? If you happen to have that Bowman first, it's like you knew because you and were he, on it when his first he, card he, came out. What's up? And you, and you have to be patient too. Yeah, which I'm not. You know that. I'm, I'm the worst. I'm, so, I'm the opposite of patient i the we're opposite. Work,
1: page. We're working on it, but listen, man, it's entirely
0: <laughs> stressful. Just so you know, I don't know that this is a play per se, right? But it is a great segue right now to go into this story, right? Because baseball—I'm not saying it's easy to get into the, the you know, the, the NBA. I'm not saying it's easy to get into the NFL, right? I'm just saying baseball is an interesting, interesting sport, right? It's very hard to do. It's very hard to get into. It's very hard to get up for a cup of coffee in the majors. There have been movies made about it. I mean, the, the, whole, the whole premise of Bull Durham is a guy who's about to set the Major League record of, um, oh, in, of home runs in the minors that he got up for a cup of coffee. It's a crazy thing, right? So, so you know what? If, you, know, you have five topics. We'll, we've addressed a couple of them, and some of them I don't think I even know anything about. I, I, I don't know whether this becomes a play, guys, but maybe it's a story for you guys today, right? So in Major League history... 154 position players finished their professional career with just one plate appearance, right? So we talk about how crazy it is that these guys, these prospects, what makes prospecting nuts is that there's no guarantee that the person you're buying is even going to get up to the league. And then if they do get up to the league, who knows what they're going to do. You, you know, there are 154 people who got up and just got to the plate once, right? One time. Of those 154, 16 of them got a hit. It's like Moonlight Graham. You know Moonlight Graham is? He wants to get up there and wink at the pitcher. He never got that at-bat. No? Archibald, Moonlight Graham, you don't know who that is? Anyway, of the 16 people who got one at-bat and one hit, five of them are living. Call them baseball's one-hit wonders. Do you know Jeff Bannister? Yeah, he's he's the guy that ran the four-minute mile. Yeah, great. Obviously, more common name than we'd like. Jeff Bannister. Let's take it back to 1991, right? Jeff Bannister. He's in Texas recently married, right? Hardly any money because minor leaguers don't do anything. And they circled uh, on the calendar, July 23rd on on the, the team calendar. They said, all right, you know what? They weren't making any money. His wife's a teacher, mortgage payments, all that fun stuff. Their marriage is going to be long distance for the duration of the 1991 season, unless he can make it up to the big leagues by July 23rd. If I make it to the big leagues... You know the Pirates are going to be in Houston that day, and that's where you can come and see. They both had a big chuckle about it, you name it. But, you know, it wasn't until July 22nd, Terry Collins, who you've heard of, that same Terry Collins, people who are in baseball are in baseball for life. Terry Collins called him and said, hey, you know, Don Slott, who was a longtime catcher for for Pittsburgh, he's injured. You're coming up. You're going to replace him, right? So here he is, July 23rd. The day he tells his wife he's going to come up there and – Talk about like a like a Disney movie type story. But it, there's layers to it, right? Not only did he call it out in the beginning. He call it a shot. I'm going to be up by July 23rd because that's where you live. You live in Houston. You can come see me play. He was 16 years old, sophomore in high school, 1981. They discovered that his ankle injury that he had while playing baseball wasn't just a nagging uh, ankle injury. It was bone cancer, right? So here's a guy, 16-year-old kid, sophomore in high school, bone cancer. Infection spreads to his knee. And his doctors recommended that he have his lower leg amputated. Okay? So here he is, 16 years old. He says, I, I'm going to go play baseball. You can't take my leg. Right? I'm going to the major leagues. You're not taking my leg away. Seven surgeries between January and July of 1981 saved his leg. And he famously says now that his favorite part of the day is when he gets up in the morning and just puts his feet on the floor. Because there were a couple different times when he was told that that would never happen for him. Right? Right? So that was the first time in Bannister's career that he came back from the dead. Second time was when he was in college, a little-known college called Lee College, 1983. He moved up the third baseline to catch a throw toward the plate. When the runner tried to leap over Bannister, the runner's knee hit him square in the head. His body went completely numb. Trauma to his spine and spinal column paralyzed him for a week and a half. His hospital stay stretched for six months. When he was finally released, 75 pounds lighter than when he arrived in the hospital... His doctor told him he'll never play ball again. Second time he's being told he's never going to play baseball again. But by the following spring, not only is he back in uniform, but back behind the plate. Warnings, risks, and I guess sanity be damned. The Pirates took Bannister, who transferred to the University of Houston in the 25th round of the 1986 draft. But beyond some raw power, he didn't have the tools to be a legit Major League prospect. He was probably being groomed to be a coach. But in 1991, with a roster spot in AAA, and the Pirates' schedule... In his pocket, here he is with his dream to play coming true. July 23rd, preseason pipe dreams arrived. He swung on a 1-1 pitch from Dan Petrie and sent a hard grounder to the left-hand side. Shortstop Jeff Blauser fielded it on the run deep in the hole, made a throw to first, but but managed but to beat the throw using his legs, saved by surgery and science, to leg out his only one at bat in the majors. One for one. He says, thinking about that now, it's pretty nuts. Bannister made it to Houston. He was there with his wife on July 25th and off day. But by the time that off day came, he had already been sent back down to the minors and never got sent back up. This was a story at the time. It was on NBC. They, he made it to the Today Show. Um, by the next day, he wasn't even in the majors anymore. And that's how you get stuck one for one for your career in the majors. But in the next off season, he blew out his elbow playing winter ball. He missed the 92 season, tried to come back in 93 and 94. And in 2015, he became the manager of the Texas Rangers in a story of perseverance. So, yeah, he was fired by the managers in 2018. But who the heck knows what's going to happen to Jeff Bannister. Now, is there a card play involved here? I doubt it. I wouldn't go tell you to buy a Jeff Bannister card. The guy went one for one in his career. But important on many, many, many levels. Number one, Bowman prospecting. For every successful um, Anthony Volpe, or who knows if he's going to be successful. For every Mike Trout, right, there's going to be a Jeff Banister. There's going to be a million other guys who you might think are going to be somebody, and it takes everything they have—science, surgeries, and you name it—just to get you there. They had that one at bat, right? That's what makes you know baseball a real interesting thing. It makes it a real cool sport. Um, it makes prospecting with Bowman uh, Bowman prospects just a different animal right? It, it, you got to have patience. You got to be willing to buy somebody when they're a teenager and and sit on that investment, um, you know, over time. Uh, the last Bowman prospect I bought, I remember several years ago, was a kid named Nick Schnell. Um, he was a late first round pick for the Tampa Bay Rays. And I bought a bunch of his stuff, you know, uh, Bowman first out of five, Bowman first, you know, paper out of five, printing plates, autos, and um, you know he has had some tough luck and he's had some injuries. And you know Tampa Bay is a tough place to come up anyway. They usually have a huge pipeline of prospects in front of you. Um, and he's an outfielder, but who knows? Maybe he'll maybe he'll turn into something. What do you think about Jeff Bannister's story, man? A story of perseverance. One of those cool baseball stories, right? Tough to follow up. Gets you, right? Get you going, right? Gets you going
1: resilience right it just kind of puts puts uh your trials and tribulations into perspective i want to talk about ernie banks
0: nice let's play too relevant what's the deal with? he's this definitely Taylor. cardboard relevant he's definitely but you know what it is banks is like mr chicago cubs right so he's got a cool chicago cubs you know fandom but he kind of falls a little one step below like your hank aaron and and you know that level of guy but so Banks a is awesome.
1: Banks card, Cage. It's it's the Cracker Jack card, a hand cut card. Not a ton of them out there. And there's here.
0: 1982 Cracker Jack. Okay. Pretty cool looking card, no? Yeah, I mean, can you zoom in on it? I mean, he was not playing in 1982 anymore. His rookie was 1954. So this is obviously like one of these throwback type of sets, you know, like Prism, like Prism plays now, where like. Uh, um, you know, they'll put a Bill Russell card in the Prism set or a George Mikan card. You know, it's that kind of deal.
1: It's that kind of vibe. Interesting. Yep. Um, so I also went here. There's this Honus. I, I didn't realize the Cracker Jack set was has that much history. Maybe you know something about it. But, like, here's a Honus Wagner Cracker Jack, and it's right now available on Heritage for 17000 this card, I've been bringing you guys really expensive plays. I just really liked the card. That's cool. I Look at the border. What kind of drink?
0: border? Is that like Cracker Jack on the border? Is it's it like a card. candy, like caramel corn? That's awesome. Yeah. I've never seen this. I've never it's, seen this.
1: It's, it's an $8 card in an SGC. Um,
0: I wonder if this was on the back of a box of Cracker Jacks. Like You had to cut hand, it off on, hand, the, on the back. It's hand cut. That's pretty it, cool. It was, I wonder if – I wonder if there's any like crackerjack stains because the 1914 they were actually inserted in the in the crackerjack not the 15s the 15s were done by by complete set you could get them so ne- not necessarily that's why the 15s have better condition than the 14s 14s were actually all inserted into the candy and that's why you have like um, caramel stains on some of the cards i wonder if you have that on these that's
1: pretty cool man it's not bad so this is actually probably the nicest condition this is an 88 sgc old slab it looks beautiful in the tuxedo i actually i think um and dude, look how sharp the corners are. This is nine dollars. Literally can't see. That's pretty cool. So I, I I don't know. I brought you guys expensive ass plays the last few days. This one I just thought was cool. You don't get a lot of really good condition. You could see its perforated edges if you zoom in. And there's only there's not a lot of them. This one's in, in SGC eighty eight, the highest grade. So probably the first person listening will get it nine forty four. There's quantity. Oh no, it says last one. Okay. There's quantity, but not of this grade. There's a few '60s out there. There's a few raw cards out there, Uh, but but it's really really low entry point. I thought it was cool.
0: Listen, very rarely is there a card from the '80s that somebody pulls out that I haven't seen. '82, I was five years old, so maybe that's part of it. But um, that's pretty sweet. I like it. Ernie Banks, very famous player, very famous Hall of Famer. You know, great player. like I said, let's play two. That was his thing, you know. Go out and let's play a double header, you know. Let's play two, um, and uh, yeah. But if you pull up, pull up a fifty-four tops, Ernie Banks PSA nine. Then that's a card. That's a card. That's a card. card. It right, you- because the fifty-four tops set also has Hank Aaron's rookie in it. Um, I like
1: this. I like this one a lot. I like the the picture of the bear. Yeah, the little cub, the little cub. You yeah. know, he's a cubby.
0: I mean, look at that card. Look how young
1: he is. Yeah, he looks, he looks like a teenager. He's gotta be like 16-17 in here, huh? Young kid. So Cage, Chris Paul. Jeez. I think he should be MVP. I here we are talking about who should be MVP. Chris Paul. So let me tell you the com- comparison that I think. And it's gonna be about Jokic. Away.
0: Nobody has had a 25-7 <laughs> season. Like yeah, he has.
1: At some point, like, don't we have to give it to the best player on the best team? And the Suns have been the best team. And, dude, in the fourth quarter, they're blowing teams out. And you're out there looking kind of crazy. So I'll give you the comp- comparison that I want to bring.
0: Are All right, you telling me true,
1: false, or not? And you, this is coming from a Kobe fan. Chris Paul and Booker are the, are the same as
0: Shaq and Kobe. Which one, Shaq? Because that's what I want to know. Chris Paul Shaq. Chris Paul is, Sha- is Shaquille O'Neal. I yeah. mean, when I see Chris Paul, I think Shaquille O'Neal. I mean, I do. Think about the situation, I mean, right? It looks just like him. Cobe?
1: Same size. Still a baby. Same type Kobe. of game. He was still Froby, 98, 99, 2000. Who was the MVP? Shaq. Shaq. Who was the best team in the league? Shaq. Shaq was definitely the best team in the league. If the Suns finish first, and remember, playoffs don't matter, so don't give me this whole Suns won't win the finals bullshit. I don't want all <laughs> those
0: DMs. I think if Booker's too Suns good. finish That's first. That's part of it. What, what is it? I think Booker's too good for, for Paul to win the MVP. You
1: think Booker's too good. Yet yeah, I Shaq on with a future Hall of Famer, future Yeah, Hall of but Kobe
0: Hall of was yeah, in his first couple years Kobe was in, 2000? You know, in yeah, 2000 in 2000. They yeah, I mean and that was almost kind of like a hey Shaq we're giving you one last one because you are clearly turning the reins over here. Um I listen, I get it and you're right. I mean, obviously there's a history of it, but those guys who were, were so much better than anybody. I mean, they were winning the title and you kind of knew they were going to win the title. Um, you know, Kobe grew into his own. I mean, Booker was dropping 60 points already, you know, two years ago. It seems like Booker's already, you know, already sh- it should be his team already. Um, and exactly. it's kind of not. But I think yeah. we
1: always talk about, you know, what's the makeup of a team and, you know, is it uh, Jordan and Pippen, you know, uh, Bat- what is it, Batman and Robin, or maybe two Batmans. So I would say, and I'm curious what you guys think, is chris paul the best player on that team because cage i watch him and i'll tell you man the guy runs that entire team yeah booker does what booker does and booker gets his buckets but anytime you know like tempo of a game cage Yep. you know and i think you see it a lot more in football like sometimes you have to play hurry up offense so you because you know you have the defense on the ropes and they can't sub and other times you really slow it down and you're methodical right if you guys watch Chris Paul play, and dude, if you guys watch him in the fourth quarter specifically, but if you, his understanding of the game and the tempo and when to push the ball went to, there was one play yesterday versus the Mavs, and the Mavs were leading that whole game, Cage. A lot of people mm-hmm. might not realize that. There was this one play where the Suns just, you know, they were down by 10. They could cut it back to three. Then the Mavs scored again. It was a five point game. And then the Mavs once again scored and it went to a seven point game. And there was only five, six minutes left. And it was so subtle, but Chris Paul came down. And you know he's not a big, like, first-time shoot. He came down. He got his shot. He beat the guy off the dribble, got to his spot, made a bucket. And he kept them within distance, within striking distance. And then they go on that run. I love the way that team is built They're going to be first in the league. I know a lot of people are talking about the Warriors, but Clay's actually a little bit of a – not a burden, but when you have someone coming off an injury like that, you're going to have to work them into the games and you could even see, you know, they lost to the Pacers last night. They played the Pistons, even though that game was kind of a blowout. Uh, You you see, they're working their way into form. The Suns are going to be first in the league, man. I think I I really think what we're seeing from Chris Paul is amazing. You know, one guy we have uh, on the Lakers, he's 37, 38 years old. And we're, you know, we're showing his dunks, but then you have this other guy who's right around the same age cage and he's aged like a fine wine. Every single team he's gone to, that offense and that team has gotten better. Every single one, Cage.
0: I mean, listen, they're great. but Unfortunately, you know, the two guys who were – and everybody forgets he was two. The two guys who were 1-2 last year are putting up ridiculous stats. I know you don't love stats, but ultimately stats are points, and points win games when you have more than the other team. But Embiid in in 27 minutes had a 50-point, 10-rebound, 3-block game the other night. Jokic had a 49 point game. These are the guys who finished one, two last year, and they've improved on their seasons from last year. Now I understand those teams are not doing great, but you can make an argument that Embiid is doing more with less this year. You can make an argument that with all the drama about Simmons, that team's actually come together, played better, and they're rallying behind him say what you want about the big man, right? But but both Jokic and Embiid are having better years than they had last year, and they finished first and second. And neither, neither of them are even the favorites. Because right now Steph Curry's the favorite. Kevin Durant was up there in the top five also, but he's now out for a month, so his odds went to shit. Because it's hard to win the MVP being out for a month of the season. You throw in John Morant. You throw in what Giannis is doing. And really the only place that you give Chris Paul the nod in the conversation among any of those five, right? Because he's not even in the top five of odds. Right now, is that his team is winning, and yeah, you got to give a lot of credit for that. You definitely do. Um, you know their team is is always towards the top of the Western Conference. They win the games, right? I mean, even Curry, the favorite right now to win the MVP. I watched that whole game last night. You sir are a mush. It's coffee cakes time, and we got to lock your ass in the closet while everybody else is shooting dice because. You shit on the Pacers and say you can't believe how horrible the Lakers are only a four-point favorite above them and how their coach is the worst. And they go on a road road and beat the Lakers and beat they beat the Warriors last night.
1: You do understand nope. the difference, right? If you like, of course, of course. I'm giving you a shit. I'm giving you a hard time. But well, I, I no, I was I, I agree, and I bet the Pacers last night. Very intelligent. Nice. I'm gonna give myself a pat on the very, back. Very intelligently. I am very smart. And so good. Draymond is super important to that offense. Yep. Equally, I don't want to compare, but he's super important to that offense, he's super important to that defense. Well, but you can tell. Look at the first
0: quarter. Goga Batazzi was was eating everybody's lunch. You and know, Goga, you're a dude. Goga's hilarious. Man. But then he he's got dunked funny. on by a guy who was a foot and a half shorter than him and got in the kid's face. It got in Peyton Kevin his face. No, Peyton, Peyton dunked on him.
1: He always – dude, Goga got dunked on like six times that game. Oh, one, he, one was dunks he was like laying on the ground rolling. Uh, if you guys don't know, I gave Goga Batazza as a play like last year. His cards were You look good. I'm a big fan of his. I don't know why. It's just that weird thing. He's kind of he's, – he's a
0: – Whatever. We're all um, allowed to have those guys we're fans of that it makes no sense. You know, everybody knows I'm a Devontae Graham guy. People put, just pop into pop into our chats and they say, look at this. this ch- whose chart is this, Cage?" And it, the chart is like this. It's like a cliff falling off. And I'm like, oh, it must be Devontae Graham. Otherwise, why would you be sending it to me? So yeah, it's, you know, people, we, we, have, we have the guys we like. It is what it is. Anyway, but, I'm a mush. Whatever. So you're a mush, yeah. But obviously you're not. If you bet the Pacers last night, you're not a mush. But I mean, the Basers, talk, talk about a good game. Talk about a good game. They, they had their G League squad playing, and they managed to beat the uh, the Mighty Mighty Warriors um, You know, in San Francisco. Clay, That's I feel bad for Clay. I feel bad for Clay because he's got to work it. Because you can tell in his brain, every one of the shots is going to go in. But his body's just not there yet. And it'll take him a little sure. while to round into form. His legs aren't under him yet. And you can tell. Because, because if he would have just hit, like, one of his shots last night, they win the game. You know what I mean? And then he's turning the ball over. You know, I don't know why they put him in the game after not being in the whole fourth quarter. Of course, that's going to happen. The ball finds you. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, I feel bad for him because you can tell in his mind it's going differently than what his body is allowing him to do after being off of so Well, long.
1: it's one of the blessings of being in second place and so far ahead. You can play Clay and let him because there's only so much you could play in form and practice, right? <laughs>
0: yep. Yep. Game the speed.
1: Seed very different, so you you've got to give them those reps, you got to give them those shots when make or not make or miss. Like, you know, they're the first top two te- seeds in, in the West, of course, they want the number one seed. Yep. For the Lakers, it's different, man. Lakers are make or break point, like, they're not even a shoe in to make the playoffs. Uh, and I think if they make the playoffs, the last thing they want to do is be- meet one of the first, the best two teams in the league. Uh, I don't think they're a
0: type of eight seed that can rally around and meet the Suns, I really don't. Yeah. I mean, listen, I love the Paul analogy. I love the Paul discussion. We gave Chris Paul as plays. I've given him as a play. you give given him as a play. I still think he doesn't get the love that he deserves, you know, from a career perspective. I don't think he's the MVP this year. I love the argument. I love the thought process. Obviously, the odds are not there. Vegas is not. I Maybe mean, you really think he's got a shot at it. You should, you should put some money on it because you can get some real long odds on it. Um, well, but, well, think about this, Cage. He came to the Suns last year. Mm-hmm. The Sun I made the finals. So here's... He but even you, when you said it, don't give me he's not going to win the championship. Why is, Why do you think that is? Why do you think that that he's just good enough to be the number one team during the regular season, but when it's crunch time, he hasn't himself or with any of his teams been able to get over that threshold to win a champion.
1: Like, I mean, well, first of all, I don't think his roster is that stacked. Like, I think they it's have a asking. lot of young guys.
0: It's not. I agree with you. Um, but also- they're stacked enough to be the number one team in the West. For multiple it's years tough. in a row, two years, yeah, two years, multiple,
1: a couple, multiple, a couple. three or five. It's not a few. It's not
0: a few yet. It's, it's a couple. How many? What's a few? Semantics. But did you say a couple is a three or five? No, couple is Mo- two. Oh, okay, couple is two. Multiple. I said multiple. All right. So, so it's been ever since you've been there. But yet, no one is going to really come on and say. I trust Chris Paul is going to win a championship this year. Like, we can all think of several teams that are going to beat that team. Why is that? That's the knock on him.
1: The, the, what, what, what comes to mind is he lacks the athleticism. He lacks discipline. To, to be so unguardable and unstoppable.
0: I mean, he's very athletic in those commercials. He's very I mean, athletic. He, he gets freeze everyone. in the air. Like, uh, 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 he's just up there in the air. You know, he's, like, frozen in the air. Yeah, I mean, listen, good, I love the a good question. I mean... And They're that's part of his legacy. Let me, let me tell you something. His cards would all be twice the price that they are now. Every one of them, every rookie, if he went out there and won a championship this year. Every one of his cards would double. All of his rookie cards would double in price. Because that's what's keeping him down. He's instead one of these guys that pl- had a very good career, played really well, has the respect of everyone. He's now at that twilight part of his career. He's still playing at a real high level. But, you know, he's, he's in the career achievement award. Category Now, not the MVP award category. He's in the, everybody loves Chris Paul category. Um, hmm. not who can they add,
1: who can they add? Who can they add? They're not far off. I'll tell you that much cage. And it might not even be anyone. They need to add a player. If miles Bridges is 10% better. If Deandre Eaton is 10% better. If Booker is 10% better. They, Cause those are all young guys. Mikel, Mikel Bridges. Yeah. I understand so what you're saying. Those were drafted by the Suns. If those guys take a step up, because, dude, if you watch the, the Suns' team play like the last five to ten minutes of the fourth quarter, their defense is insane, man. Their defense is, is, is locked de- locked in, man. Really tough to score against them. I don't know who, who's,
0: who's able to match up well with them. Huh. Interesting stuff, man. Very interesting stuff. You know, I mean, listen – do we take Jokic for granted because he looks kind of goofy doing it? Scored 49, 14 rebounds and 10 assists. You know, 49 point triple double. You know, did he is he the person as an MVP that gets the, the least respect of any MVP that's ever won it?
1: from whom? From the from, from the, the world. Culture? Uh yeah, I would I would say so because I, I come back to my first question. Who would you rather have? Luka or Jokic? Yeah.
0: You I, I think people would still say Luka. Yeah, it would probably be 50-50 now. I think coming into the season it was probably 70-30 even after Jokic won the MVP. People were kind of like, all right, that was just one of those years where, okay. Can I give – I didn't give a play. I mean, I'm not telling you to go out to get to Bannister. I love Chris Paul. Can I give a, a prop play for the weekend to people who might not listen You know, to us? Um, you know, Which games are tomorrow? Packers-Titans. Packers, okay. 49ers, Titans, Bengals. So this game Sunday anyway, so we can talk about this and you can tell me whether you love, you love it, you hate it, whatever it is. Packers,
1: but- the Packers line is already down to minus 5. Uh minus 6 is a big line. Is a big line because that's that, that's that overtime touchdown line that you don't want to lose on. That that 6 is a big line. It's a big point and it's and, a minus 5 now.
0: And I said it, right? I mean, I definitely did say that in our tweets. I mean, people were asking me what were my thoughts on this. And I said that I think Green Bay wins the game, but six points is too many points for them to give. I mean, I I definitely did. I definitely said that. You know, when we were picking our, we were picking our stuff, we were picking our our games. Um, Man, interesting stuff. It really is. Um, I got to tell you, tell me the 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 over under that I am gonna go with um for my prop play is josh allen josh allen rushing yards rushing yards okay his rushing yards prop is 48 and a half yards
1: 48 and a half yards
0: Mm -hmm. and you look at that and you say wow that's a lot of yards he's a quarterback this isn't a running back right so and your reaction is exactly why I bet this, right? And it's why they, they put it up at that number. So let me give you some fun stuff here, right? All right. They just won 47 they just won 47-17. And the game was done in the second half. So they didn't need him to use his wheels, right? You wouldn't want to get him injured, right? So he would have actually had more yards if it were a competitive game, right? But he had 11 yards per carry, 66 rushing yards on 6 attempts. 66 yards. It was his fourth Straight game with 63 yards or more. He's averaged 68 and a half yards over his past four games dating back to the regular season. The offensive coordinator, um, what's his name? Brian Dable, I think. He has built actual quarterback runs into the scheme because it's almost a guaranteed pickup on third down. It's a great first down to pick up eight yards and make, it, make, them, make them second and two, you know, and, and make a ball, keep it in the drives. It's, it's in the play calling. If you watch the games, you know they're there. The Chiefs defense can be throttled on the ground, right? Look at their first meeting. Before they even went to the run, right? you know how many times Josh Allen ran the ball against Kansas City the first time they met? He had 11 rushes for 59 yards and a touchdown, right? This is one of those times where, You're going to need him to make plays. I'll bet the dude has over 10 rushes. Again, I'll bet you he he easily passes this 48 and a half rushing yards number because they've shown a commitment to him running the ball as an actual play, not just as a scramble. And while 48.5 yards sounds like such a huge number for a quarterback, you're like, are you kidding me? 48 yards for a quarterback? He's crossed it every game for a month now they said
1: setting the number two low. Oh, yeah. I'll always remember we had summertime cards on. Interesting mm-hmm. guy. I could see why him and Putnam are friends, actually. They yep. probably ra- rave in Miami together. Uh, a bit <laughs> with their rare, but
0: they're rare Pepe's. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, love both those guys. He says, in betting, it's the niches where you make your money. And I always think about like something so subtle like that. Like, here we are betting spreads. And you know, there's so much that could go right or wrong with these spreads. He's out here like Josh Allen over 48 yards. You hit it in the first half. I imagine he goes on a 50-yard touchdown run. Kings
0: watch, watch. I'll have a 25-yard. I'll text you guys and be like, told you. Eight times he did it last week. The props are fun, man. Like, and we don't have time to used, do it on our – I used our, to bet yeah.
1: the over in the game, and I'd yeah. be right. And then the fourth quarter comes, and they score like zero points, and it's like, – I mean, remember the Dallas Falcons game? I yeah, think they Dallas 41 Falcons. 21 yeah.
0: points At halftime. the first half. Over-under <laughs> yeah, yeah. was 50, and it didn't hit. And they didn't get it, yeah. yeah. So it's like 52, and they got 10 points in the second half and missed over-under by a point. I'm like, what the hell is going on
1: here? Yep. Instead, you, you, you go, like, you find the right matchup, and you're like, wait, this guy – they've inserted rushing plays into yep. the
0: – they've played before, last yep. four weeks – and it's I mean, all or nothing, right? You know, he's, he, you know, they say, "Hey, there's no tomorrow, right? You got to leave it all out there on the field." This is what this guy does. He leaves it all out there on the field. Like he's gonna go fight for that extra yard, two or seven, when he's running the ball, because his running plays, I think, are gonna be the difference in this game. Dude, keep so, waiting. His cards might go pretty weird. So they might... If he if he takes out Mahomes, the cards could get, yeah. could get very interesting. Same it, it with Burrow, get... but I guess Burrow's already steamy. Burrow, I mean, the right cards. That's what it is also, the right cards. You have to have the right cards. I mean, I've seen the same person with an SGC10 Optic Hollow Burrow on Twitter begging people to take it off his hands all week.
1: People don't love Optic. Even like Black Velocity, which I love, people don't like that.
0: Yeah, gotta have the right card. Right player, right card. It's another thing about modern cards that makes it tougher. You know, I like vintage. You want to you want a Roger Clemens card? Okay, I'll give you, I'll give you the two you got to buy, right? You want your 85 tops and you want your 84 FLIR uh, update set, right? You know, maybe get a Dunrus card in there, who knows. But here, it's like, is it Optic? Is it Optic Black Velocity? Is it the Optic Hollow? Is it one of the numbered Optics? Is it uh, Mosaic? Is it the Nebula, Bebula, Klebula, whatever it's called now? Yeah, I don't know. There's too many, too many cards for me to keep track of. That's it? So we you got? Chris Paul for MVP?
1: Chris Paul for MVP.
0: Chris Paul for MVP. I like it. Thanks, Luca Nation. And listen, we just crossed 400,000 listens. Love you guys. Love you for that. We, I look at that and I'm like, oh my god, what is going on here? I had a That's amazing. Idea. Yeah, let's so, hear
1: it. I, I think it's, it's very raw. But as soon as the mint count of the tigers exceeds our episode count, we're gonna cut the mint. And everybody who owns a tiger, their number will be associated with an episode.
0: All right, it's interesting. I mean, it's, we can we'll, we'll discuss it. I like it. I like you thinking. I like you thinking outside the box. I Like you thinking outside the box. I kind of want to keep it going because I also like your other idea, which is if somebody comes on the episode. We give him a tiger. I kind of think like that's a I cool guess. idea. Correct. Yeah. A guest comes on the episode. We give you a tiger for your episode. It's kind of cool. A little shout out to Buster Sure who does that.
1: Um, but, but what if we want to do like a free giveaway, right? And like hypothetically, right? Mm-hmm. And your we cut them in, you own number, you know, 473. And in that episode, we talk about mm-hmm. this card. We choose that's the card that we're going to buy and do for the giveaway. And you get that card
0: i mean listen i like the idea man and you know everybody basically has some ownership of the episode you know it's pretty cool i like it i like it for the I record definitely- I got- cage
1: had a really successful nft exit yesterday it's just for the record because it's important and i
0: recommend it was on this, you it was on this, it was completely re- your call
1: and then right after my amazing call which he he says i don't think it's that great of a call i said buy this project this is your charizard you, this, your intuition, you know, we, Yesterday, we all have... you
0: know, what's fun. I don't even know which they one you're talking off because the took, you, you talked about four. Me well, they love me cutting you off. At least the comments they sent to me. They're like, don't even let this dude talk anymore. Just cut him off again. Cut him off before he even speaks. Oh man. All right. Well, listen, I'll go buy it right now. I'll, I'll, I feel bad. I'll go buy one right now. It's up to ETH from where it was. Fine. Right, I'll buy it right now. I got plenty of ETH. <laughs> ETH is like, ETH is like $3 now. It's, it's crashed, <laughs> you know, like I could just, I, I, but, but I, I go sell a Zion base on star stock and I could pay for it now. No problem. all set. So you know the quote,
1: right? Like, you know, you, the definition of insanity is making the same mistake over and over and expecting a different result. That's true. Your intuition,
0: your intuition. Yes. yes. Told you
1: buy the Zard first edition when you first got into the hobby.
0: Yes. And I didn't because you it was didn't. expensive. I mean, and you were right about it. Yeah, I was. Your intuition Thanks say, for bringing that up. You know, I mean... Your intuition you know, said it. Artifact. My dad died when really? I was young, too. Why don't you stop bringing that up? You know, you wanna... Artifact.
1: Yeah.
0: Nike just bought
1: it. There's that's There's all true. of these clones. But the the pop on the vials, which are like yeah. the... So don't stuff. tell
0: everyone all my secrets.
1: You know? Someone's going to go dude, buy this it this is now. a 12 EAT. This is
0: 36000 Yeah, that's odd. kind of right. true. If they could buy money. it, good for them. Could, they should just send us the money. That would be great. So the I'll spend it, <laughs> <laughs> ah. Listen, you want to talk about NFTs? I got a question for you. What do you think about Top Shot? Is it dead? I think it's, I think it's dead. Dude, they have way too much supply. So do you, remember, do you remember way back in April or even March, we signed up and we put our emails in. We were like one of the first ones to sign up for the UFC. Top Shot it's called like UFC Strike or something like that. They were calling it, right? So football, I was in beta. So they actually put me like day one. I was able to buy football. Six, the I'm, the I'm first,
1: data.
0: the first sixteen packs, I wasn't able to get one. Pack seventeen was forty nine dollars. I think the best player I got was like your cousin Charles, right? It was no one I ever Beaver. even heard of. There were no rookies. The uncle Eagle was in my pack, and I got garbage. And I will never buy another pack because it sucks. Turns out today was the first pack release for UFC. I didn't get an email. I'm pretty sure they made it available to the Nine Lives Lounge people. You know, the, the Cool Cat. The people who completed the Cool Cat got access to this, you know, from their original one. I mean, cool. Give them some utility, I think. Um, you know, I mean, that Lamella was like $5,000. So anybody who held on to that for as long as they did, you might as well get early access. But I'm pretty sure that on Sunday, maybe, of this week, they're releasing a pack of UFC Strike. I haven't heard Jack Robin about it. Nobody telling me. Nothing. What's going on here? Let me ask you a question. Who's worse, NBA at marketing? UFC? It Top Shot, is the, is, the NBA top top shot?
1: Is, is the business that slept with too many girls and then wants to date them all again.
0: Oh, they want to get back in. They want to get back in and date them now. I like think they.
1: I think they've mm-hmm. alienated and pissed off too many people that they now want to be friends with. And, uh, you know, with the withdrawal the of things, and then uh, we take care of this influencer, but not this influencer, and. You know, it seems like the the pack drops are random, but then same people keep getting them. So I think it would just rub people the wrong way. And pe- then that we went to NFTs and no one really looked back. Like you you see, like the, the settlement clan, they can't even sell their uh, LeBron that they like bought for a million. I think he can't even get 100K for it. Who the fuck wants that? I
0: don't think he bought it for a million. I think he was trying to say it was a million. He paid a lot. I think they might have paid two. Maybe they paid 100,000, whatever it is. But yeah, I guess they can't get rid of it. Um, No, they've been like, you know, a dozen sales in Top Shot for a lot of money. I think I have two of the top ten myself. What a waste.
1: It's this chart. Yep. I mean, none of the guys there even like sports. It's all like these Silicon Valley people. And none of them really were card collectors. And I don't know how they didn't realize that if you have 46,000 LeBron moments and you continue releasing LeBron moments, it's going to devalue and the people that bought record price LeBron moments, who are your whales, who are the money, you're, you're basically now – they bought it at peak high. They're sitting on it's 10% of the value. They can't sell it because they're underwater, and they're not going to reinvest in your platform. So all the
0: moments are like pennies on the dollar to what they were. Listen, let me leave you with something, guys. Don't overthink it is what Andrew's trying to say. If you believe in something, you think it's right, don't overthink it. And sometimes the general rule can be ignored. So all this year, people have been telling you, don't buy base cards. Get something that's low pop. Get something that's numbered. Get something that's low pop. Get a colored parallel. Go with gold, right? Okay. Andrew, can you look up for me on Card Ladder a Card? Can you do that, or is everything closed down? Because I'm going to give you one that bucks all the trends and doesn't take any type of a brain on it, right? But it's not something you can buy now. But maybe it's something you could have bought a year ago. So let's go back to January of 2021 and just type in nice, easy base card, the 2000 Chrome, Bowman Chrome, Tom Brady rookie. There it is, right there.
1: Tell me which one to click.
0: So that's it, just the Bowman right there, Bowman, the top one. This is a BGS 9. So the, to go, get a PSA 10 for me. I think one. Command. I think one just literally one just sold. I think it might have been in PWCC or whatever it is, right? So if you bought this card at in January of last year, it was under two thousand dollars, Alright? And what is it at now? Nearly twenty. Let's just go one year chart.
1: January 2020 February 2020
0: 2000 bucks yeah right yeah, before two thousand dollars yep and this obviously he won the Super Bowl and the you know, whole deal but even if you fast forward go to where before it peaked up there right you're talking about no go a little before that well before that yeah I mean so you know eight thousand but two thousand to eight thousand now what's it at 20? 20 20. So here, guys, is a little tale, mm-hmm. right? I think the last what's, one just sold it's like, a base card. Yeah, I think one just over 21.6, actually. Um, so here's what's fun, right? Like these cards, this is a base card. Now you wanna you could do the same thing if you bought his refractor in like BGS 9. Um, because only 79 of those, that's more low pop. But you could have paid twenty thousand dollars for that in January of last year, and now it's a hundred and something thousand dollars, mm-hmm. same kind of deal. But look at this card, right? $2,000 a year ago to almost $20,000 now. It's not low pop. It's not color. It's not numbered. It's a base card. And you didn't have to get too tricky. You were buying a base rookie PSA 10 of the GOAT, of Tom Brady. And it went almost 20, well, it went 10X basically in a year, right? So what's the takeaway? You don't always have to follow the, the the trend that people are telling you to do. one, you don't always have to buy low pop, you don't always have to buy you know the golds you don't always have to buy um, you know um, kabooms right and and number two, what Andrew's trying to say to me is your intuition's right you don't always have to make it harder. you don't always have to be looking for that diamond in the rough that's cheaper. you know that's the guy who could turn into something to make the money. sometimes the one you know is right. Is actually right right Tom Brady here we were January of last year everybody's looking for who's the next prospect who's the good rookie who's in... but if you would have just taken you two grand and bought the Tom Brady PSA 10 at two grand's worth 20 now think about that thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and bronze oh my podcast um, do us a favor and like subscribe now you know what Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.